and welcome to Ask Nikki Novo. In this show, I'll be performing live readings for our listeners. Plus, we'll be exploring pop culture through a spiritual lens as I read the energy of celebrities and trending stories. It will be the best reading these celebrities never asked for. Get your heart ready because you're about to receive spiritual guidance for your everyday challenges. Hey, you. Welcome to another episode of Ask Nikki Novo. In today's episode, we are feeling all the love. We discuss soulmates, both romantic and not, what to do when our intuition leads us down the wrong path, and how to decipher if our gut reaction is our intuition or if it's our ego. Plus, in today's hot hit, we swoon over a video clip where ex-lovers Drew Barrymore and Justin Long reunite years later to share their eternal love for each other. What does this tell us about soulmates and so much more? Hi, Nikki. Here's my question for you. I met someone a few months ago who seemed like my perfect match. The timing seemed ideal, like the stars had aligned, and I really felt in my soul that it was the right fit. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out as I hoped, and now I'm struggling to trust my intuition when it comes to relationships. What am I meant to learn from this experience? Hi, Alexandra. Thanks for the question. So just a quick real talk session here. I love at the end how you say, you know, what am I here to learn? Like, what's the lesson? Which I think is something that we can all relate to, right? Like all of us are like, we're just trying to do the good work. And we're like, okay, universe, like if you have a lesson for me, like, let me know. I'm here for it. But you know, sometimes it's a little kind of like a FU universe, like enough with the damn lessons. (laughs) So I just feel that for you. And I wanted to let everybody know, right, guys, that it's beautiful that we're here and we're we're open to it, but sometimes it's okay to like not want any more lessons, you know? It's okay. And it's okay to be a little tired, especially when it comes to dating. So I send you my love, Alexandra, and to all of us who are showing up for the lessons. <laughs> okay. So this is such an interesting question. I've definitely experienced this myself. It's like, especially when it comes to dating, you're like, oh, I thought like this was a good match. I I feel like I recognize this person and um, man, I was wrong, which is exactly, exactly what you said, Alexandra, that you said, like, I don't know if I can trust my intuition. That's exactly what happens, right? Um, And there's like definitely certain people that are very good at making us (laughs) feel that way. So I want to put that out there also. But the most damaging thing about this situation, right, is the loss of trust in our intuition. And that's really what we want to repair here. And that's what we want to talk about. So the first thing I was getting, Alexandra, was that you are correct that like almost your intuition was working with you here. Actually, like I feel a very strong presence with you. Like I feel um, very much like divine guidance with you that is supporting you on this process to find love. It does seem like, I don't want to say like it's a goal, but it's something that you are going to accomplish and you are being supported in this for lack of a better word, goal, but there are some things that you are learning, right? And going through in order to get there. So I just want to confirm that you're not alone. I want you to, I want to confirm that you are in like communication with the divine, whether it's like through the spirit guide that's with you or just, you know, whatever you believe in, but there's definitely energy that is working with you, which is really beautiful. So what this 
energy or intuition, higher self, right? That we can, they're all kind of synonymous that is um, working with you. Like the first thing I was getting was like, it was saying, take it day by day. So it felt like there's this understanding or this feeling that intuition is supposed to be like a magic eight ball, right? Like intuition is supposed to tell us yes or no. And actually I always say like, there's so much mystery in intuition and intuition does not tell us the whole full picture. Yes, sometimes, I mean, there's many of us who have had, who have stories that are like, oh, you know, when I met my husband, I just knew, but <laughs> there's so many other stories that are, when I met this guy, I just knew and it didn't work out. So it's like, we only hear the stories of the people that it actually works out. But, you know, can we really tell if that was like a true feeling? Like, you know, was that, was that legitimate or it was this, you know, kind of like hoping that this would work out. So remember that intuition is not necessarily going to give you the whole plan or give you an absolute that it can get really um, tricky because our anxiety looks for absolutes also. So we don't want to kind of hide our anxiety, our desire to know and to like have confirmation and um, to have something secure. We, we don't want to like hide that under the word intuition. There are two different things and there's going to be parts of us that need to feel safe and that need to get answers but the, our intuition is not always going to be able to give it that safety and those answers. So we have to kind of be able to like see a little bit of the difference and kind of know that there's these, there's like the human self that's looking to get safe and to get like the right answer. And then there's an intuition within us that can't really sometimes be put into words. It can't always be asked to be put on demand. Like it, it's definitely more feminine. Like it can't perform the way that we always want it to perform. So kind of like being able to see the difference. And what I was getting for you was that number one, like a lot of what you were getting from this person, what you felt from this person was legitimate. It looked like the person was also making you believe and feel that this could be something so a lot of it was not only, oh, I thought that this was going somewhere, but also like this person was making promises. And I would say that what, rather than placing the blame on your intuition, I think it's okay to say like, oh, it sucks that I couldn't trust this person. So it wasn't necessarily, there was a lot of like this person making you feel that way as well. And then therefore, you know, you could have created something within you that was like, oh, okay, like this is safe. And it's hard. We don't always know like who to trust, right? And, and in dating, like we got to open up and we got to like let our hearts be open and we got to try. So I, I don't blame you for doing that. I think it was beautiful that you put yourself out there, but I don't, because what's left over and what's damaged is your own connection to your intuition that's what I'm more concerned with repairing. And instead of blaming yourself, it's okay to be like, oh man, this person was pretty damn good at convincing me that this was going to be okay. I do get the vibe that this person was sincere, but also not as mature as maybe he thought or he was, or they were, and um, got overwhelmed by expectations. So almost like that kind of people pleaser person that like wants to show up like in their hearts of hearts, they want to show up and be that person. But when push, push comes to shove, like it's too overwhelming. 
So I, I want you to kind of recognize that some of this was also this person and not necessarily the way that, you know, you're picking or whatever. Now, one thing to, to help you that this guide is trying to explain is this concept of taking it day by day. So kind of like being like, oh, I hung out with this person. Today was a good day. I'm grateful I had this experience. And that is all I know today. Like all I know for sure is that today was a beautiful day. Now, I don't know if that means we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. I don't know if that means this is going to be a long-term relationship. I don't know what next week looks like, but I can say that today was beautiful. And that's a lot of like the journey that you're on right now, taking each day, day by day, like not, you know, trying to see, can I live in a way where I understand like there's a lot of things I can't control, especially when it comes to dating, you know, the person we end up with can very much like change the trajectory of our life. And it's very hard to like live with that unknown, you know, so our anxiety is going to get the best of us because like we want to make plans. We want to see our future. But if we're working towards a relationship, we also know that there's so much that can't be predicted because it's going to depend on the person that we end up with. So you're going to have to really learn to soothe yourself in that area and also learn the art of presence and mindfulness and being here every day and also just acknowledging the beauty of every day. So my feeling was that if you would have kind of like not gotten too ahead of yourself and um, been a little bit like, okay, like today was a good day, that you would have recognized that it wasn't your intuition that got it wrong and that you would have seen more of it in the person, like less blaming yourself and more realizing that it was like this this person, not that this person's bad, but like a good like charmer, but like also not being able to, to stick it through. And the other thing I saw in you is that all your energy is in your head right now. So um, we want, which means that there's like a lack of grounding which is such a typical thing, especially when we're trying to like predict our futures. So a good practice for you would be the practice of grounding every day. So you can do a simple, like imagining your energy going from the top of your head, down your neck and your shoulders and your chest and your legs and your feet. Imagining your feet becoming roots, like roots of a tree rooting into the earth and your energy is back in your body. So really feeling like that energy throughout the whole body so that you can be in contact with your toes and your fingers and remembering that, that you're in a body <laughs> um, because it looks like a lot of your energy is existing over the head. Um, also, anything like nature walking on the ground barefoot will also be super helpful. You know, they say that the prescription is actually that we should be grounding 30, 30 minutes of each day, which I know is like a lot like who has time for walking around barefoot for 30 days? But especially for some of us who are very sensitive, Alexandra, you definitely seem like you're more of like my starseed type that uh, earth is not the most, you know, favorite place. So sometimes it could be hard to ground into your body. And also the more we ground, the more present we can be. So that's definitely um, a little tip for you too. Now going forward with dating, like how do we do this now? How can I trust myself again? How can I trust anybody again, right, is the next thing. And again, I hate to like keep repeating this, but it looks like I go in with without expectations, but also with hope, right? So your question, you said like, it did not work out as I hoped. So right there, you know, there is like this 
unfortunately, like this expectation in it and kind of starting to realize that like we, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't have control over and trying to see if you can challenge yourself to date in a way with, you know, being excited, being, you know, happy for this like opportunity, but at the same time, knowing that when it's going to happen, it's going to happen for you. And that like your job is just to show up and to be there on those dates and to take it day by day, like to let people show you who they are, not decide who they are based off like, you know, a couple of times or whatever, or based off even what they say, right? Because like, it's, you know, we can say a lot of things, but it's like, how do I show up? And how the person shows up is like how you're going to start to make decisions like based off this relationship. Sometimes we also use intuition in dating to get past the hard stuff. You know, like I think a lot of us are like, oh, I'm, I I knew right away like that this wasn't a good match for me. And we're trying to like make this process faster. Or I met somebody and I'm like, oh, I knew this was a great match for me. So I went all in. It's like, we're trying to go, we're trying to like be more efficient when it comes to dating. And the truth is like, we can't focus on speed. I know it's a pain to go by and to go through a bunch of people, but we have to ground in and be there every day and let the person show us who they are. And the truth is there's a lot of other things going on than just intuition in the beginning. There's a lot of anxiety when it's dating. There's a lot of us wanting to know. So we're all trying to look for these like these like very strong signs of like yes or no, because it's super painful to be in the unknown for a long time. So this Alexandra for you is like really a process of learning to be comfortable with being the unknown, to learn to be comfortable with taking every day, one day at a time, to be comfortable with mindfulness, groundedness, and really like letting yourself detox a little bit from having to know anything about the future and just like letting yourself be very present in today. And what's going to happen is when you're present, you're actually going to miss, you're not going to miss things. So like nobody's actually going to be able to trick you anymore when you are present. Like when you're actually there with a person and connected is that's how you're really going to know. That's really when intuition comes forward. I wish you luck. I know you're going to find love and I wish your lesson to be short. Hi, Nikki. My name's Lauren, and I have a question related to spirituality and dating. So I'm about to turn 28, and I've been single for about three years now. But over the past two years or so, I've been going through a pretty big spiritual awakening, and I've come to learn about the concept of soulmates and past lives. And from that, I've developed my own little manifestation practice where I'm doing all the things, writing down all the qualities that I want in a life partner. And then I'm going out into the world. I'm going out every week with my friends, putting myself out there, doing things that I love that make me feel alive. And from that, I have attracted a few guys into my life who on paper, they seem perfect. They seem like they have all these qualities that I've been manifesting. But then when I go out with them, I can't help but feel like there's something missing. And I've been pretty quick to write them off because I just don't have that soulmate familiarity feeling that I've been looking for. So I guess I'm wondering, am I being too delusional or too harsh and expecting to have that soulmate connection right off the bat? Or 
is my intuition correct in telling me that, no, I'm on the right path, just haven't met that person yet? Thanks. Lauren, I just want to start by saying you are badass. (laughs) I just love that you were like, I'm doing the manifesting stuff. I'm showing up. I'm, you know, doing things that I love. I'm going out with my friends. Like you're not just doing the manifesting at home and hoping that like the Amazon prime guy is going to be your soulmate. You're actually out there. And I know that it's not easy work, but I just want to say, I'm so proud of you and uh, sending love to those of you who are, you know, have a little bit of stranger danger and are (laughs) afraid of, of going out there. But you know, it's, it is a contact sport. So (laughs) we do have to go out there. So thank you, Lauren, for that great example. I love this question. And I think this is really a good opportunity to talk about the concept of soulmates. It's something um, I've forever been obsessed with. And because I've done so many readings, it's been really fun to like see how we do this thing called soulmates. So real quick, guys, soulmates is the concept that you have lived another lifetime with another soul and that perhaps this lifetime you guys are meeting up again to hang out again together. So your mother can be your soulmate. Your dog can be your soulmate, right? There's your boss who you hate can be your soulmate, right? There's many different soulmates. And then of course, then there's this like category of romantic soulmates. And some of you I think even the question that we just answered before with like Alexandra, that sometimes we meet people and we like recognize them right away and we don't know what, what that is. That is often like, oh, I know this person, like we've been connected before. And the tricky thing about soulmates is that when we, in, in dating, in um, romantic relationships, when we meet a soulmate, Sometimes we think like, oh man, I'm so, I'm going to be with this person forever because we recognize them so much. And just remember that soulmates are like classmates. So they are going to come in to our lives to support us in the, the evolution that our soul has set out for ourselves. So like they know our soul's contract because we all made our soul contracts together. So imagine your classmates like, hey, like when you're 29, I'm going to meet you and I'm like, we're going to have this crazy love affair and then I'm really going to fuck you up. <laughs> like, and then you're going to, you know, then you're going to have this huge spiritual awakening because like I broke your heart, right? And then I'll never see you again. And that very much can be like the purpose of a soulmate. So we have to remember that soulmates by no means do mean do they mean that we're you know meant to be together forever and also that uh just understand that they're they're here on a mission with us to work together with us so we we don't always know the plan so that's one way but then here what lauren is talking about it seems like she's like okay well i'm looking for that soulmate like i'm looking for that soulmate connection and i feel like it's not happening so now the other thing about soulmates is that not all soulmates not all soulmates are created equally meaning that you can have a relationship with somebody that you're like I recognize this person we've done this before super passionate doesn't work out and then you know got to go back out there date somebody else meet somebody else feel like I, I like this guy good person but um I don't uh, I don't remember him the way that I remembered the, the last one And what can happen is that 
the last one could be a soulmate that you've been romantic with before, like that has been your husband before, or even let's say has been your child before. And there's like that, you know, this certain kind of love that exists. And then you meet another soulmate that like you've never been romantic before with. So it's like, I know this person, but I don't feel like an instant intimacy the way that I felt with the other person. And that it could be because like the second person is a soulmate, but maybe you guys were cousins. I don't know. Or maybe you were brother and sister and it was totally, you know, platonic. So it's a different kind of feeling. So funny enough that you asked this question, Lauren, because when I met my husband, Benny, I was 27. Yes, we got married at 29. And I I was 29. He's older than me, guys. I will always remind, he is almost six years older than me. So I would always tell him that. (laughs) And uh, I was actually studying past lives at the time. Funny enough, I had just met Benny and I was actually learning to do past life regressions in my hypnosis certification. So of course I'm dating Benny and I'm like, and that, you know, I had that feeling with Benny. It's funny. I had other relationships that I felt super connected. Like I knew that these people were soulmates and Benny was not an instant. I don't even say it was, I can't even explain it. It wasn't an instant connection. I saw him at a party and I thought he was like really good looking. And I was attracted and I almost like was like a magnet kind of brought me to him, but I couldn't figure him out for a really long time. And I even couldn't figure out if I like liked him or not. I actually like dated him for a little bit and then ran away from him for like two months. And then we got back together. So it was kind of a weird thing. But anyways, the first few weeks of dating Benny, I'm studying uh, hypnosis and we have our past life regression class. And I'm like, duh, of course I'm going to do it on Benny. And I go into the past life and sure enough, I see Benny, but the, the relationship that we had was like, I was a little girl and he was the, the veterinarian at my father's farm. So I guess like we lived in some sort of farm area. I know guys, very funny. I was living in Miami at the time. Never did I think we'd end up on a farm together and Benny would take care of all the animals. So I knew him, but I knew him almost like kind of like uncle vibes, you know, like I knew this guy. And that was like all I got. And it was so interesting. I was like, and then, you know, fast forward, Benny and I live on a farm. I always laugh at like, he t- he takes care of those animals. Like if he knew what he was doing, you know, like he feels very confident taking care of these animals. And I have no idea where it comes from, but obviously from another lifetime. And I've seen other lifetimes with Benny since then. And a lot of them have been like us as partners and things and like working together, daughter, um, daughter, father before. But it does, I have not, I have yet to see a, like a love relationship between the two of us. So that is going to make a difference in the way that, you know, we connect the first times because like in a way it's like we've never, we've been soulmates, but not in this way before. So that explains why also when I first met him, I was like, hmm, I was curious and interested and intrigued. So I would say, Lauren, like, remember that like it depends what your intentions are because sometimes you might call in a soulmate that you had some like crazy love affair with and you do it again and didn't work out before. And it's kind of like, you know, a mess as well. But if you're just like looking for a connection, always remember that soulmates will always make you curious. They're always going to make you kind of like 
hmm, is is like kind of what you're going to say. You're going to be intrigued by the person. You're going to be curious by the person. You may not have love at first sight or it may not be instant, but as long as there's curiosity in there, that is something definitely to pursue. So I know that we want to use our intuition to be able to get us in or out of dating as quick as possible. Um, But unfortunately, it is a, there is a lot of mystery when it comes to your intuition. And what we want to, what we want to tap into the most is, is this a book I want to keep reading? Is this person intriguing? Am I curious? And as we follow that vibration, that truly is the vibration of intuition. I know that we think that the vibration of intuition is certainty, but it's actually curiosity. The only reason that I can download uh, information is because I'm like curious. I'm like, oh, let's see what I will find. I'm not looking to be right or wrong. I'm just looking to seek information and I'm looking to see what I can discover. So when you're trying to use your intuition and dating, Lauren, don't look for a yes or a no. Don't look for a right or a wrong. Look for intrigue, curiosity, adventure, exploration. That is the vibration that is like, is really like what is, what is pulling you forward. And that's where you're going to find the soulmate. You can also set intentions, Lauren, as you're, especially that you're doing work that to call in a soulmate that because I, I, you know, I, I've yet to, I, I don't have like a answer on whether, like how much that person that we end up with, like how much that's written into the contract. I do feel like almost some of it is like pick your own adventure. I feel like there might be several options for us. And depending on like what paths we end up taking, we end up with different people. So I feel like we're living on earth and maybe there's like five re- like soulmate relationships that are available to you. But depending on the path that we take, one matches that path better than the other. That's what I have learned based off readings, based off my own life. So I would say that if you want to set an intention for the kind of soulmate that you want as well, like I know there's many and not to just say like, I'm looking for any soulmate, but I'm looking for a soulmate that like, we're going to be partners that maybe we don't have like too much like um, past life work to work around uh, that like we can maybe pick up where we left off and be a little bit more like intentional to the kind of like medicine you're going to get from a soulmate. That can also be helpful so that it kind of pushes out the ones that might be a little bit too dramatic. (laughs) All right, Lauren, I have literally no concerns about you. I know you're going to do great and I can see you, you're just being very intentional. And that to me is why it hasn't hit yet. So I don't feel like you missed out on anything. So don't, don't think that way, but definitely I want, I think you're asking the question because I think you're upgrading your your understandings and your ideas of your own intuition. And I would love for you to connect with the vibration of curiosity. Who's ready for a hot hit? Today, we're going to talk about Drew Barrymore and Justin Long. No, they are not back together, but you guys do yourself a favor. And I want you to Google Drew Barrymore and Justin Long reunite you know, she has like a talk show now and he came on, I don't know how long ago they dated. It seemed, I think this is something like 20 years. I have no idea if that's true, but anyways, 
he comes on her show and like they hadn't seen each other for years. They had been texting and stuff like that. And it was like the most beautiful <laughs> reuniting moment. Um, and it was just, like really cute. So I was crying. So do yourself a favor and watch it. He is dating. I don't know who Drew is dating. I'm sure she's dating somebody, but he is dating Kate Bosworth. So like, you know, they've moved on, but really cute. And I thought for this episode, since we're talking about, we've talked about soulmates, we've talked about dating. This is such a good example of soulmates and that there are different happy endings for soulmates. And kind of just to continue our conversation and like our education really on this concept, before we get started, let me read you my little podcast disclaimer. I have no personal connection to Drew Barrymore or Justin Long, so please take what I say during this podcast as strictly my opinion in what came through to me as an intuitive download and not basis in fact from what I have learned from Drew Barrymore or Justin Long or anyone with firsthand knowledge of Drew Barrymore or Justin Long. This reading and the information I'm sharing is for entertainment purposes only. When I was tapping into Justin and Drew, I was like, okay, these two souls like were on a mission. They had work to do. Such a good example of two souls that come together for a moment in time, but are not necessarily meant to live this lifetime together. It looks like in this case, there was a lot of childhood healing that was happening between the two of them. A lot of like playing, I almost saw like kind of like playing house, like almost playing roles. And that was part of like their, their process. I was also getting that kind of losing that specifically like on Drew's part, it looked like really inspired a lot of reflection. And that reflection seems to have been like a big part of this soul's growth. So just like a very good remi- like reminder that if you're in a situation where maybe you had a moment with a soulmate, it did not last, it did not work out, there are other happy endings for you. And there are gonna be like moments where you can maybe sometimes even like meet up again and see each other again and see like why that mattered. So you might be in that right now. You might be in a situation where like you're in it with a soulmate and like not understanding, maybe really feeling a lot of like pain because of um, breaking up and divorce or whatever it may be, but always kind of holding and knowing that it will eventually come full circle. And actually I'm gonna share a full circle moment with you that happened to me recently. So I guess like, must've been about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was still in Miami and I have this ex-boyfriend who you've probably heard me talk about him. He's like the one that sent me to my first psychic. Basically he broke up with me and I ended up going to see a psychic and, um, he, you know, broke my heart and obviously moved on. I got married, all the things. And we, we would kind of, I I feel like maybe I might've touched base with him at some point, but like really hadn't seen him in 10 years, like since we broke up. And out of the blue, he calls me one day. And I even like, I remember seeing the phone and being like, I know this number. And I pick up the number and sure enough, it's him. Funny enough, Benny was like out of town that day. And I actually had like the space to talk to him. We talked for a while, catching up. I was letting him know that I was moving, all that stuff. And he says to me, you could tell there was almost like some sort of regret. He's a Scorpio and has like way too much pride to like really admit that. But he was like, you know, I'm still single. Like I've been dating and it's just like, I don't know the way we connected. Like I haven't been able to connect with anybody like that again. 
And I really like felt for this person because it looked like he was finally ready. <laughs> like just 10 years later, he was like finally ready to like find this person and fall in love. And I just felt very called to tell him. I was like, hey, listen to me. You need to be open to other soulmates. Like I might've been one, but I'm not the only one. Like I need you to be open to that. And he was like, thank you for saying that. Like it kind of was almost like a healing. And guess what guys? Um, a couple of months ago, I got a friend, you know, it's like the Miami gossip vine um, telling me that like this ex-boyfriend of mine finally got engaged. So of course I was so excited for him. I reached out to him and it turns out that like when I was kind of doing the math, he won't admit to this. I would never, um, let's see if he would one come on the show and actually like admit to it. But it was almost like that releasing and letting him know that there's like other soulmates kind of gave him space to meet another soulmate. So that is also another message we have today that like sometimes we have to be open to the idea that there's severals, that there's several soulmates, that there's several paths, that soulmates serve certain, they serve certain purposes and like who are we to decide what purpose it serves? And I feel like if you watch that <laughs> that video of Justin and Drew, like you will see like so much beauty and healing just from being in that relationship. And then, you know, of course, being able to to meet up again. Another big message I was getting from Drew and Justin's interaction and also kind of like why we're even here to talk about it was self-forgiveness. It seemed like a big component of both of their journeys, specifically Drew's, self-forgiveness was necessary and needed to be able to like get to where they are. So, you know, really giving ourselves like a moment to think about our own self-forgiveness. Like, can we forgive ourselves for maybe times that we didn't know any better? Can we realize that like good people do bad things sometimes, you know, like if we hurt people or we made a mistake or we let somebody get away, like that does not mean we are like stuck with being punished or something for the rest of life. The only punishment would be us punishing ourselves. So to be able to get on the other side, to be able to see like the full story and the full meaning also of some of these soulmates is to go through self-forgiveness. Like, can I, can I, you know, give myself a clean slate every day on, on anything that I um, have done in the past. Like, can I realize that like I am innately good and see the moments where I consider myself bad or even see the moments where like I put too much pressure on myself to either be bad or good. Um, so really like a, a moment of clearing that slate, like Drew really shows that when you see the video, you, I just, I was like, oh, this is a story of self-forgiveness and being able to get on the other side. Like almost sometimes you want might want forgiveness from the other person, but like the most important forgiveness is the self-forgiveness. So that's what I got for you. Love to hear your thoughts and maybe hear your own stories about soulmates and soulmates that maybe didn't end up in the way that we wanted it to end up, but still seeing the beautiful, happy endings that come at some point and sometimes takes 10 years to see those happy endings. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. I love you always. I leave you with this blessing, a sacred song written and performed by my dear friend, Lindsay Simsick. This is Clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it is, is 
you so much for listening. I love you guys. This journey is so much fun because we get to do it together. So thank you. If you'd like this episode, please subscribe, share it with a friend or leave a review. Those reviews are so helpful to the podcast. I love you much. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you next time.